0: Hey, this is Mekong Nguyen, and you are listening to Tobin Tonight.
1: Tell me a little bit about where you grew up and how you got into acting. So
0: I grew up in BC. I grew up in Vancouver. I was born in Halifax, and I moved to Vancouver probably when I was about eight years old. And I got into acting when um, I did a play in, in, in grade ten, grade ten, grade eleven. <laughs> so long ago. I did a Midsummer Night's Dream, and I never. It was the first thing that I'd ever done, and. I think I just started drama classes and didn't really know whether, you know, I was neither here nor there about any of it. And I, I had the tiniest part. I played starveling and I had this, this paper to make him out of a Kleenex box or something. I had a dog. I can't remember to be honest, if in the play starveling has a dog, but for whatever I had a dog and it was made out of this like Kleenex box or something. And <laughs> surprisingly, shockingly to me, myself as Starveling and the dog were very funny and I've always been, you know, and I still have it, but I I was very shy when I was younger. And the fact that people would find me funny, especially when I wasn't intending to be blew my mind. And, and, and so that was, that was my kind of first foray into it. And, and yeah, I, I really, I really dug it.
1: So like when you're saying like people found you funny, like, was it something that you were kind of like, okay, I can kind of use this or I like this. Or was it kind of more or less like, dude, I'm playing a part that I'm not supposed to be funny. Stop laughing at me.
0: <laughs> I think no, it, no, it wasn't that I, it was more that like, Again, being a very shy kid, you know, because shyness is an interesting thing because it's not that you don't necessarily want attention, you're just a bit uncomfortable with it, right? And there was something about being on a stage and having some kind of remove where I like I got the attention and, and, I, and I could enjoy it and, it and it felt good as opposed to, you know, I will say sometimes even now when I'm on camera that I guess shyness or that, that I, I get a bit awkward because that attention is there on, you know, when you have a camera in your face, that attention is there in a way that is, you know, it's, you're on the spot in a way that in theater, I I don't necessarily feel that. So that was also an adjustment for me because I, I kind of did theater for a little bit and then got into film kind of randomly. And, and that was the biggest thing that I had to kind of get used to was just, yeah, that kind of attention on me.
1: I can relate to that because now, when you were saying, of course, that you were in this play, mid or Midnight Summer's Dream, yeah. back th- I remember. I think I was in grade, I want to say maybe grade four, grade five. Could have been a little bit later, and I only had a small part in a Christmas play. Like it's funny because if there's only so many of you in a play, it's like, all right, we'll give him multiple parts, right? Yes. So yes. It was like I played a mouse in a Christmas yes. play where all I had to do was come out and say, "Oops, I mean, eek." And that was a crowd, loved it, killed. I was like, that's great. great." First laugh. (laughs) Then I had to come out and say a big kind of monologue about like, toss the potatoes, mash, whatever. And that I was late for way okay. late for. They had to okay. stop the play. And it was to the point where like the person that did this play was like so invested. They had to mic you up. You're only a child. I came out and like was saying, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm late." And she was like, "Just get up there. Do your lines." As I, I didn't know they had stopped the play. So I was well, like, all was right. The
0: per- where was the person who was supposed to get you on stage? Because obviously... You trust isn't.
1: kids. This is the problem. You trust kids to go help kids. So it's oh, a Christmas hilarious. play. We're like young. It's like when you're not involved in the play, they're like, rather than make this like eight, 10-year-old, whatever age, sit and watch this whole dry play, like let them go back to their homeroom and watch a Christmas movie with their buddies. And that's <laughs> what happened. And then no oh, one no, came God. out to fix like, hey, Brian... There's like one scene left before you come out. So yeah, you might want to watch how the Grinch stole Christmas, but we might need you. So That's could you hilarious. make your way out? But no, no one bothered. <laughs> so <laughs> I I get it. And then you get a few laughs from that. But I do like your approach there of or what you said in terms of the shyness, because we've actually interviewed Colin Mockry and Colin said that he was a shy kid, but his friend dared him to do stand-up or comedy. And then when he got that first laugh, he was like, man, it's contagious. It's like a drug. And he's like, I liked it. And I was like, yes, totally relate to you. But I was a shy kid when I was younger. And I was like, do I really want to say anything here? Do I really want to input something? If I say something and it doesn't work, like funny wise, it's like you're dead in the water. It's like, all right, that's the kid who said a joke one time didn't work and that's how we remember them. <laughs> when you yeah. get older you get a little bit more comfortable
0: <laughs> yeah and see and and it's funny because you know with that play my part was funny and if i had continued down the comedy route i think i would not have I, the pressure to be funny yeah. to me is just I can't. I can't. So, so I mean, I think I've I've done improv and I've tried to. Do, I remember having an assignment in a class once where we had to do it like a. It was like a four minute stand up. I, I just couldn't like that, that kind of stuff. Cause I do think I, I think I can be funny in my life, yeah. but the second I know that I'm supposed to be funny, it's all, it's all done. So no,
1: yeah, I, I, I can relate to that hundred percent. Cause it's like when someone does, and I think comedians hate it when they're like, Oh yeah, you're a comedian. Tell me a joke. It's like, it doesn't work like well, that. No, no. It's like, no, 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 that's it's awful. Like you need, you need where it's like, tell me a story that's that you think is funny. Then I feel like a comedian would be like, Oh, I can do this because they'll give you an antidote or like, Hey, yeah. this one time me and my kid were here. And, then this, and I'm like, that's better than just like, go ahead, tell me a joke. That's worse. <laughs> Actually, one of the um, recent episodes that you put out, I think last. believe it was like thursday that we watched it here anyway yeah um i actually had auditioned for one of the roles in that episode and then uh it it was was i think it was the part where it's i'm just trying to remember the whole thing because i was in ottawa but i believe the episode was the it's like a pop singer or whatever movie produced whatever and it was the boyfriend part where it was like i can't remember the whole life but it's like oh yeah i'm here to support her i'm here to do this and i was just like i read for those lines and I was like, okay. And we've had Justin on and I've made a joke to Justin that I'm like, listen, if there's a part for a podcasting role, because I know they did one earlier where it was like on yes. the rocks and she was involved yes. with Mary Walsh. I, totally I was like, was. I, was. I was like, I want to be a part of that. Cause I was like, I want to be your nemesis. And then when I seen the other episode the week before where he teams up kind of with the buddy cop and that cop yes. was an asshole, I was like, justin <laughs> i was like that oh, could have been me hilarious.
0: Yeah. that's hilarious okay yeah. i had no idea i don't i think i thought you were just ontario or something oh that's, so funny. No, that's okay that's,
1: awesome that is fair because a lot of the stuff that we do come like is try to base off ontario or Got it. Um, Yes. my okay. background is mostly ontario so i want to know going into the next question here is like how did you end up getting uh this role on hudson and rex because i feel like you know for however long this runs This is what you're going to be more or less remembered for. Now, again, you have been in Rookie Blue and other uh, projects. But I feel like especially here in Newfoundland, people are going to be like, hey, if they see you on the street or see you out in public, they're going to be like, hey, I know where you're from. I've seen you on TV in Hudson and Rex. Yep. So tell me a little bit about how you got this role.
0: I mean, I wish I had a really exciting story around this. But uh, well, I don't. No, no. I, don't. Um, I, I just auditioned for it. Like, you know, we get auditions. I mean, you you know, you just get an audition, and, and this one came up, and I did it. I mean, what is interesting about the story is that I did the audition, and I think it was, I mean, God, I don't even remember what year it was now, but it was earlier in the year. It was like January or February. And I did it and I actually thought it went well, but you know, you never know with these things, even if they do go well, you know, who knows? And then I just didn't hear anything. I just didn't hear anything. And, and usually you wait a few weeks and you don't hear anything and you figure, you know, it, it's gone somewhere else. But I'd heard that, that the project had been shelved. That That is an interesting one because it means that somebody else wasn't cast. It means that it, it got put away for a bit, and who knows, it could come back. And it did. I got a call in the summertime, so I didn't hear about it for months and months and months and months, and then I got a call in the summertime, and they were interested in me. I had to do a bunch of uh, screen tests with some of the other actors. I never really knew whether I had the part, like I think I did finally it was like a week before shooting and then they were like yes we've got you and we've got everybody else cast and I guess that often happens when they're not you know when they're trying to partner up different different players nobody wants to definitively tell you anything until they know who's going to match best with who but then that was it and I I think the biggest thing for me was was the news that we were going to go to Newfoundland because when I auditioned for the show, I I didn't know that, right? Like I had no idea that it was going to be shooting outside of Ontario. I just assumed that it, you know, so it was interesting because I found that out when we were finalizing the details of, of my getting the part and, uh, you know, and and then that was a, a whole other thing because we thought we were going to be shooting the show for three months and then it turned into we arrived here and then and then it turned into a a couple more episodes so it would have been like four months and then it turned into I mean I think we shoot six months now and sometimes depending on the weather seven but yeah I just auditioned for it like like I would anything else
1: obviously now where you're in Newfoundland for that amount of time like do you necessarily live here do you kind of rent a place here because I know what Justin's I, I, well, I can't confirm it but I know when we did the interview with Justin per se Justin was in Ontario because they just wrapped up I think we were you just wrapped up season three yeah. um, but like I feel like in his situation like he'll find somewhere to stay for that amount of time fly back and forth if he has to but like in your situation is that the same or is it more that's like hey because I know you said that you were born raised East coast, moved yep. to Vancouver, but like, were you kind of excited to come to Newfoundland and then be like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to set up shop here. Or is it more or less like, as long as we do the show, I'm here, but then I'm going somewhere else for when we're done.
0: Well, so this is the tricky thing. So when I first got this job, and I think I've said this in a few interviews, I really had a hard time here.
1: Oh, really? I, okay.
0: Oh, I really had a hard time. <laughs> Essentially we go back home for about Three or four months out of the year, so we spend the majority of the year here. I have two children, and so my partner and my so my whole family is out here with me, and that was kind of the only option for us. I think Justin and Kevin go back and forth. Uh, Kevin has a family, and it's impossible for them to all move here. Whereas my kids are very young, so so it was easier for us to just all all come out. But initially, the first season I found really hard. The other thing too is I don't have a license, and so the first snowfall here. Because Because at the time, Mike, my partner, he was going back and forth. And I remember it was like October. It was like October and it snowed. And I I think the snow was like, I don't know, it covered like a third of the window, which was high in October. And I live right at the time I was living right downtown. I don't have a license. Everything is a hill here in St. John's. And so it was the first time I'd stepped outside and I realized that if Mike wasn't here, I was actually trapped inside the house because you can't stroll. You can't stroll no, around the city it, and carrying a baby because he was about two at the time. Carrying him was impossible. It just felt so dangerous. It's so slippery. And it so, so I had a hard time in the beginning and then Weirdly enough, Snowmageddon was the thing that that kind of made me come around. And now, so it's been about three years. Now this is absolutely our home. And I feel like, you know, we've got two homes. We've got our home in Toronto and there's our home here. Um, We haven't been back. Because of the pandemic, we chose to stay here between seasons so we haven't been back uh to our toronto home in a long time it'll be a year and a half i think before since since we'll have gone back and it's a really bizarre thing because i've gotten so used to the pace here and i'm nervous about going back to toronto i'm so excited to see my friends and family because that's a bit hard but in terms of the city yeah i just it's such an angry city and it's so abrasive and Particularly post-pandemic, I, you know, both myself and, and Mike are, are are actually kind of dreading having to go back because we just—it's been so long. We feel like we don't even know what that city is anymore. So yeah, so this has become this has kind of become our home.
1: I like though that you're a, a, like a, you know because some people give you like almost like a political answer or what the answer you like to hear. But I do like that. You kind of gave the honest answer like that. It was tough because I can assume like, you know, when you come from another place, you're coming to Newfoundland or, you know, if you're coming from Newfoundland, going somewhere else, mm-hmm. it's tough to adjust. Now I don't have like a young family, but I mean, I like that you kind of got into that about making the move and choosing why to stay here because yes. of that. Um, yeah. Cause I know coming from, newfoundland to go to school in ottawa now i know it's not toronto per se and people in toronto so will different. tell me that will tell me that hey ottawa is not toronto i'm like i got you don't worry know, but,
0: but it's but no. ottawa is not newfoundland no exactly like, newfoundland is really like it's i've never the culture out here is so specific and and i've never i've never lived in a place like this and again, initially when I first got here, I was like, I, this is, I can't do this. Like I, I miss my city and I miss my home and I miss my people because it is also because you're on the island. I don't know. There there is something a bit isolating. It, It feels isolated out here but all of the things that I had a hard time with in the beginning, I've kind of come, come around to and, and all those things have somehow turned into the positives of this place, you know, whereas before, yeah. so anyway, but, but Ottawa, back to what you're saying, Ottawa no, is not St. John's.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's or, in, or in, fa- in fairness. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like relating it to your story in a way. It's like, uh, and this is kind of what I do on this podcast. I take someone's story and then be like, Hey, it's like, let's give them an example so that they know that they're not alone here. But it's like, yeah. you know, I went from going to New. Montan- Newfoundland, where you would see your high school friends, yes. if you had them, people from other schools that you kind of know, uh, but I still feel like a little bit of outcast because I, I was never blending in in school. Um, like I know oh, here? You. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I know okay. who these people are, but I was just never in what you call a clique or a cool yeah. crowd. So yeah. you kind of felt like an outsider in your own little place. Yeah. And I remember just coming, it was a communications at Memorial I took, and then I was like, man, we have our own ghouls table, which is a place in (laughs) Newfoundland. They're like, I'm like, man, I know you, we grew up here, but I don't feel like I'm accepted at this table. I don't feel like, and it could just be me. It could be, they could have accepted you. It's just that you didn't feel it. And I remember going to Ottawa and it was just like a, it kind of felt a little bit like, okay, I'm not someone's brother anymore. You don't know me because I'm, you know, so-and-so's brother or so-and-so's and son that can be
0: so liberating. Like what yeah. you're talking about can be so liberating for sure. Yes.
1: And also the only thing that I had to adjust, which is the opposite is you could go into like Memorial anywhere in New ask someone, what are you at? But like, what are your father? Fo- what's your father at? How's your mother? And you'd be like, oh my God, so you know me in some capacity. That's great. But up away, first thing I would say to people is like, what are you at? They'd be like, oh, excuse me? I'm like, what are you at? And they're still like, I- I'm here. And I'm like, it means yes. what's going on. And then the amount of times I had to explain that, I was like, it's probably just easier to say, hey, what's up? Yes. And then- then people were like, you're from Newfoundland. Where's the accent? I'm like, I can't win. I can't win here. (laughs) (laughs) It's either, Hey, you're a Newfoundlander. Where's that accent? Where's that saying? And I'm like, if I do that, you'll be confused. So I'm trying to adjust it for you. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I totally get that.
1: It's a tough adjustment, but as soon as you start making friends, getting a little bit of life yourself, again, I don't drive in Ottawa. I take the buses, which I, I like. It's just a, as soon as you start getting that adjustment, I find coming back here actually because of the pandemic and I had to work here. uh, It was like almost like the opposite of trying to adjust to this lifestyle again. And then when you get adjusted to this lifestyle and then go back up away, because that's what I did. I went up for a bit of vacation and pandemic kind of, I'm not going to say destroyed Ottawa, but like everything that you imagined in your twenties, you're like, man, like the pub's no longer open this late. It's all this place, yeah. and I'm just like, it's not the same. And yeah. it's just kind of to you, you're like, we'll get there eventually, but it's like I almost wish that you didn't go up there because it's like if I don't see it, I don't believe it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. wait, so did you come? So you were living in Ottawa and then came back yeah. during the pandemic.
1: Yeah. Like just actually just, just prior to the pandemic, because, uh, I was looking for media work. Uh, I mean, I have had radio degree, sports journalism degree or diploma, and then, uh, couldn't find work. So then I was like, I came home for Christmas as I usually do. And then found work down here, just a little bit still in media relations, I guess. And then, uh, pandemic hit where people were losing work. And I was like, man, I feel you, I feel bad for you, but I mean, all the time that I couldn't find work, I'm like the worst possible time that you're like, I'm definitely not finding i in working a pandemic. It's like, Oh, found something just prior to pandemic. So I was like, yeah. good, but still feel bad for others who did.
0: Well, it, it is crazy. Um, the number of people that I know from Ontario, from Toronto who have come back here, like I've got a whole community of people now and, and a chunk of them are Toronto people who just yeah. came back and whether, you know, they came back pre-pandemic and then opted to stay because it made sense or just were like I have to get out of Toronto I'm going to go back home but like there are just like a whole slew of people who've, who've come back and and it's interesting you know because I think the pandemic obviously has made people question you know priorities and what's necessary in terms of living. And a a lot of people are just like, no, I'm just going to stay out here because life is just simpler. And it makes sense.
1: Have you like, I I guess in a kind of a fun aspect here or curious, um, and I, I doubt you've ever been asked this question, but like, have you ever seen like the Newfoundland tourism commercials, like prior to coming here and then thinking to yourself, Hey, that'd be a fun area to go to. Or were you kind of like, man, like, cause as someone young or relatively young when I'm looking at these commercials and I was born and raised here, I get it. I, I get what they're going for. Like, here's the landscape. Here's the yeah. sea, here's the culture. And I'm like, I lived it. I'm like, God. And then you look at like a Toronto or Ontario commercial where it's like, come see the hockey hall of fame. There's come do this. this. Come There's do this. Nothing. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Holy, that's a lot of things for entertainment. What's our entertainment? Like two oh. people talking, but you, you, you come down here for your more or less like, all right, I like to settle down. I like the land. See when you've seen these, if, if you have seen these commercials where you kind of like, Oh, this is enticing.
0: Well, funnily enough, uh, I don't really watch. I, I don't really, I was going to say very much TV. I don't watch anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, particularly since having kids. So I had not seen the commercials, but what's funny. So, so also coming out here, I mean, you know, you know, you know, generally that the East Coast is beautiful, but I I didn't have any real idea. I also just never saw myself. I mean, weirdly because I'm I'm from Halifax, but I never saw myself out here. So uh, to be honest, I've never just really given the East Coast much thought. Yeah. Um, so I I didn't really have I didn't know what to expect when I came out here, and and I will say. Like it is so beautiful. It is so beautiful that I totally understand and appreciate why those commercials are what they are. Because now when I see them, because we in Toronto, we don't actually have a television, but out here we do. So now when I see those commercials, I'm like, yes, of course, And I see those commercials and I'm completely sold because I've also seen those images in real life in person and understand the majesty of what those landscapes are, you know? So that's it's like
1: taking an outside point of view from it. Cause it's like, I look at the jelly bean houses all the time and I'm just like, okay, I get it. Like it's we're not the same you. color. Yeah. But like when you go away and then come back and you see like how other people paint their houses or like whatever, it's like the minors to details. You're like, wow, you know what? that it actually is pretty cool.
0: It's, well, it's, you know, it's novel, right? Like we're not, you know, if you're not used to the seeing that, you're not used to seeing it. And, and again, the landscape out here is just, uh, I've not, you know, cause I, I, I'm from, I'm originally from BC. I grew up in Vancouver and it's gorgeous out there. Right. You know, that's the other thing too. Like I'm used to the Pacific ocean, the Atlantic ocean. Like I didn't even realize because again, I've never really given this much thought, but like, if I talk about it in terms of personalities, like the Pacific ocean just seems so tame and mild and easy. And then you have the Atlantic ocean here, which is just a beast. Like it's, it's terrifying. You look, you look at I, over, I, I you know. Feel like looking...
1: it, I feel like it takes on the. the um, it's almost like another Newfoundlander in itself, where it's like, yeah, you know what? Oh, it doesn't sure. mean it doesn't mean harm, but it can be kind of like it's upfront dangerous. in your face.
0: It's dangerous. It's <laughs> terrifying. And what's also <laughs> incredible is, you know, like we joke. We've just had a whole slew of family here. We had family from August till October, which was um, amazing, but also a bit insane but we had a bunch of family going to signal hill and i don't know if you recall this but there is a a point on signal hill where the, like the path is really quite narrow and and there's a chain link on on the rock wall and so okay. you kind of you know can hold on to the chain link but it's like a drop like if you look over to the side it's a sheer drop and a in ontario you would just never have that without crazy signage everywhere but b it's like you're like the Atlantic ocean is terrifying and it's also not hard to acquaint yourself with it when you've got like these crazy ledges or like cliffs that are just, you know, you're like walking this tiny little narrow gap and you could easily slip. Or I think it's like the kids because, you know, yeah. for me, everything's the kids. And I'm like, my kids can't walk up here because <laughs> I just wouldn't trust any yeah. of them to not like run over, run over an edge anyway. Yeah.
1: No, no, uh, that's fair because I I, I know when like going with the commercials of when I seen it when I was younger from the Newfoundland side of things, I always thought they were like kind of either dull or boring, but I got what they were going for. Yeah. And then when I seen the Ontario ones, it's funny because when you get when you're smaller, you don't know what you want to grow up to be. But when I got into like the PR media side of things like that's kind of interesting, like they get like either an Ontario singer that we don't know of. To do these commercials, or in one case, it was Keisha Shante, because I guess it was okay. really, and I was like, oh, that's dope. And then um, you see like all these different landscapes and things and i was like oh man that's cool i want to go to ontario and see these and then when i get to ontario i'm like wait the hockey hall of fame and parliament hill are nowhere close to each other this yeah. is like planning out your day oh like, yeah <laughs> where in newfoundland it's like hey everything's like, like five minute walk <laughs> yeah the only thing i hate about well i, I get it it's like a love hate relationship with like newfoundland tourism commercials but it's like they advertise Lansome Meadows, and in the corner, they tell you how many people live in like Lansome Meadows or one of these towns, and it's like five. I'm like, who is this for? Like, why are you telling someone to come to this place? And it's like five people, but I guess it's they want the okay. scenery.
0: And I can appreciate that because also, again, it's just like grass is green. Like if, if you are trying to get other people to come to your place, like particularly yeah. Newfoundland, there is no other place in Canada like this. Yeah. So you've really got to highlight that. And and the people who are going to want to come out here are coming out because, because there's nobody and yeah, yeah. You can go somewhere where it's completely quiet and dead still. And you just have ocean and sky and like, you know, the grace of God above you. Like it's, I, I,
1: Totally get it. No, no, it's fair. I guess it's like a different. Like I I feel like as I get older, I might be like, you know what? I get it now. But and
0: I think that's it, right? Like I think that if you're younger, for sure, yeah. Those tourism commercials aren't going to get you. (laughs) But I guess I'm in that demographic now where I totally get it. I've got two young kids. I totally will go somewhere like that.
1: The only thing that I don't know if it's smart marketing, but I'll give them credit for because I think it's like it's like you know sometimes you have hitting marketing and you'd love to have them in a room or sit down. And be like, was this the intent behind this? But it's like at the end of those commercials. So when I compare to the Ontario one, Ontario just says visit OntarioTourism.ca. And I mean, that is. As Ontario as you can get, where it's almost like, hey, don't bother me. Go to a website and check check it out out yourself. yourself. We're here. It's like, call Susan. I'm like, man, that feels so wholesome. You're basically saying, you know who (laughs) Susan is? Call her. Just go ahead and call her and make her feel welcome. And I'm like, that's great. The other double edged sword of that is then when you go up away, they're like, hey, I got a guy named Dave from Newfoundland. You know him? And I'm like, yeah. To 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 you from the tourism commercials and then they're like yeah i called him he was so friendly i was like no he's <laughs> like not at
0: all that's but, hilarious
1: so those are like my takeaways from like the commercials like comparing them side by side i mean i i, I feel like that should be in a podcast itself brian compares commercials from all over canada and be like compare <laughs> newfoundland
0: <the> tourism commercials." <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like Brian, you know there's other commercials out there i'm like i understand but tourism to me is a big thing i want to ask you too because of course now we're into season four with Hudson mm-hmm. and Rex. And I don't want to give away spoilers or anything for people who obviously want to keep up with the show, but I do know that we have yeah. you have Peter Mitchell now as a show uh, yes. showrunner. Now he's been on, I think it was like Frankie Drake Mysteries, Murdoch Mysteries worked yeah. with them. So I feel like this is kind of up his alley because it's mm-hmm. kind of like a show that involves you know let's let's be honest murder and mysteries yep. but it's just a dog that helps out as well yeah how does adding him help with production helped with just the whole i like taking the show to a new identity because i know that there's also this mobile unit that became yes. a thing which yeah I will be honest with you. Uh, it's it's taken its time with me. I kind of You don't like, like the mobile unit. I, I'm not a big fan of the mobile unit. Like you know what? For the first season, like the first season premiere of the for this one for season four, I was like, mm-hmm. Okay, this is cool. They're kind of on the road here. But then I was like, man, this is a little bit dragged out. And you know what? I have said it in Twitter. I wasn't taking anything away from the show. Still like it, but, you know, everyone has an opinion. So I'm
0: curious. So sorry. So I'm curious because I, I kind of forgot that the mobile unit was like a, a new thing. Because, you yeah. know, sometimes when you're in it, like it's it, it familiar yeah. so fast. Yeah. So what is it about? The, is it about the four of us kind of being on the scene more is it about like it being a bit more team effort i feel like what, i feel like it,
1: and i don't want to make again because people are gonna be like how dare you have her on the show and then insult her i'm like oh my no, god no. I, like, don't yeah. I don't care
0: i don't care i mean everybody's got their own opinion yeah, and i yeah. that's you would yeah, rather yeah, honesty worse. than me basically yes. say like love the mobile care. unit but i don't even know if i love the mobile like i've just yeah. not thought about it so yeah. i haven't even formed my opinion but but i guess i'm, I'm asking only because interesting I, I just I forgot that the mobile unit was like yeah. a, a new thing again, because yeah. we're in it and we do it. it I also feel like I have late. I don't know how much of the mobile unit we've done, but, yeah. but, 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 i but I'm, yeah, I'm just, no, no it's, it's,
1: and then I feel like if Peter Mitchell ever watches this and then be like, is that Brian auditioning for a role for one of my things, we're going to have a <laughs> lot of mobile units for that guy. <laughs> but, Peter's
0: uh, very busy. Peter's very busy.
1: I guess it's kind of, to me, it's kind of like, you know some people like it, some people don't, but to me, it's almost like very scooby doo ish like okay. a, a, and I Fair like Doo. I like scooby Doo, but there's a point yeah. where it's like if it was for like one or two episodes, and again, it I don't know how long, but I'm like, okay, I get it. This is one where they they have to be all out of the open, but I remember watching the one where uh, again, I don't know the episode name, but it's recent where the cop was the bad guy that was supposed to be the the young cop that yes. friends, fancy. and I was yes. like, man, this just seems very. Long, Like it seems like a very long scene, but like the other episodes I could watch because the one that I really do enjoy down Harko one that he was in and the Mary Walsh one, you get different scenes, you get different like places where scenes take place. And I kind of like the setup of having, Yes, Jesse can be involved, and Justin's gonna come after me and be like, What are you trying to do? Take me off the show? I'm like, No, relax. But I liked him kind of in the computer. We liked it realm. separate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then we like all of get, us having our individual roles. Yeah.
1: And then when he did get involved, like with the episode, like the one where he kind of gets caught and the student ends up putting him in a pool, I was like, okay, see, that's what happens when you step outside your comfort zone, but you're learning, right? So I feel like when it's the four of you all together, I'm like, okay, like I feel it's kind of either forced and it's outside your realms in terms of like you're Dr. Sarah. I expect you to be more or less like, hey, this is what we did when you discovered this. When you're out in the field, I'm like, ah. What's going on here?
0: (laughs) Listen, I mean, I, I, I feel like that viewpoint is totally valid and, and people will have their own individual responses. I'm, you know, it's hard for me to comment because I'm on the inside of it. And, and as far as, so look, so when Peter came on board this year, I think the point was we wanted to change things up a bit creatively. And I think there was a desire to make it more of an ensemble, piece and ensemble show. And I will say that from the inside of it, I really enjoy it because we all just get to work together more, which for me, it is fun. I also have different things to do, which is fun. I mean, I'm I'm not going to lie. There was a point where I was, um, Nobody told me that I was coming back and like had assumed this, this cop role, right? Like I was always like forensics and, you know, in yeah. the lab and, and I've been much more in the field, as you said, and, 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 and I'm like a cop. Like sometimes I towed a gun and I had to wrap my head around that because there was something about that, that significant, that, that, that really kind of
1: change things. Puts a different perspective. Like, why does she have a gun? Like a doctor?
0: Well, well, it just, you know, I've spent three seasons playing a doctor and not that that isn't uh, still part of it, but, but I had to uh, now make room for this other thing. And, and part of it was my own thing, you know, like in terms of women cops and, and how we play those roles, there was something about and listen, I'm still trying to find it. But there was something I remember talking to Gary, who was the director, Gary Harvey, who uh, I was like, I, I just I can't play a hard cop. I, I can't, you know, because on television, you often see women cops and they're always hard. Yeah, and yeah. A, I was like, I'm just not interested in doing that. But B, I was like, S- Sarah's just not that. And I kind of didn't know how to meld the two, like what I knew of Sarah and then what my understanding of like, I mean, limited understanding of like what a woman cop was. And, and part of that is, I think that again, I just, I, at least I, again, I don't watch very much television, but I have this idea that, you know, when I audition for Cop roles, I definitely don' this kind of hard ass yeah. kind of edge, uh, w- which just always feels really false to me. And I think I I am trying to just find the balance of what I think feels real, and and I don't want to force that kind of persona on Sarah or on this new female cop position that I have that I occupy. But but, but I do enjoy having a bit more to do, and I do enjoy leaving the lab, and and I definitely enjoy being out more, yeah. you know, like, you know, and, and I think we've really utilized that this year. So I don't know for me, I, fi- I find it fun. And and it's funny because the other thing too, is we wanted this season to feel a bit more paced up because in the past, there's a lot of talking in the studio and particularly season three felt like it, it, there was just a lot of talking about the cases. Yeah. Whereas this season, I think the goal in having us all out was to do less talking and to get the show moving and to get us actors moving with the plot line as yeah. opposed to standing around and discussing what was happening so anyway so it so it's interesting and, and I'd be curious to check back in with you and see yeah. how you feel the rest of the season pans out because because the the goal is to pace the show up and, and, yeah. and to make it move and feel a bit more active so it's interesting that you describe no, no, a- feeling absolutely. like that episode and,
1: and, is and, just... it's, yeah, it's yeah it's not like slamming like peter for whatever like and that's what I, I want to make cuz there, cuz there's yes. people out out there that will come like not that it's like you know a thousand people coming at me at twitter but there might be the one that's like excuse me what are you are you peter and i'm like i get what you're saying it's just that everyone has their own inside like i have
0: everybody else I, has has fav- yeah. I have own opinion i have favorite it-
1: movies i have a favorite actor but i also have that favorite actor who has crappy movies but you know
0: i feel like it's okay to find fault with a show like or 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 have your own preferences and and we are we are doing things a bit differently this year and i think that some people will love those changes and some people may not love those changes and then i think a lot of people will be sort of like in the middle where there are things that they love and things that they're like
1: well it's it's like with any with any show like i know that you were mentioning about like the the cop persona but it's like you know you look at like and again, I haven't sat down and watched these shows, but I get the commercials. I see it enough where it's like rookie blue. I think it's like another one is like the rookie or whatever that, um, but like when you see that, you're like, okay, these are like hard ass cops, whatever. Like I get it, but I find what shows, like, I'm a big sitcom person, so, you know, you can go back and watch Friends or Big Bang Theory or even How I Met Your Mother. And then there's people that love the show until a certain point point, yes. and they're like, I tuned out after this point. It's like, yep. I think the How I Met Your Mother when a lot of people are like, yeah, after, like, season three and four, it just started becoming repetitious. And then they're like, the last season was just one big, long scene that people... And I'm like, fair enough. Same with Big Bang. They're like, it started getting too bloated. I'm like... If that's your opinion. Cool. Yeah. Have it. But I yeah. like the Big Bang when they added more people, but that's just me. But people are like, yeah. well, it kind of differed away from Penny and Leonard. I'm like, but then you got more characters that you could kind of evolve around. So I feel like. Early on, especially when they brought in these from different shows, you're kind of like, how do I feel about this? But like, you know, when you could go into season six, still doing the mobile unit and I'll be like, you know what? That's a good choice. The first few times I was like, uh but then by season six, you're like I'm used to it now. So I think it's like that process of like, I don't like change.
0: (laughs) Well, I also think, I mean, the, the mobile unit also does ease off a little bit. Like a lot of that is also just particularly when we started shooting in the summertime, we were trying to utilize outdoor locations and just maximize like how much of like the ex- like exterior shots we could use of, of of Newfoundland. And that involved using all of us more. So as the weather gets colder and we can't be outside as much, you know, the mobile unit doesn't become as much of a thing. but 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 I do think it also, I think it just gets incorporated in a way that that feels because because I agree with you, you really feel it in that episode that you're talking about, but I think it might feel a bit less um, stark as the season goes on. But yeah, you know, around season four, season five, shows do tend to change things up a bit because creatively everybody's just needs a bit more juice and wants to feel like you're not doing the same thing over and over again. And I think we were all really feeling like we needed, you know, just slight tweaking. And, and, and I don't think the changes are major. they are subtle things that I feel like, just ground for me, at least just ground the show a bit more. And, and I've, I've, I've been enjoying the changes. I, I've, I've been, uh, I, I, again, it's about grounding. I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I no, and but, I've been but, enjoying being with, with, with the, with the guys a bit more. It's been nice and, and guest stars. Like I, cause historically I don't really get to see the guest stars and often the guest stars are my friends from Toronto who I never get yeah. to see anymore. So <laughs> it's been really nice getting to see. To,
1: that's to, what to, I think, to and and that's a good point. Cause I think that's what, um, um, Justin said, or as they know him as Jesse on the show, yeah. more or less said when Alan Hocko was one of the guest stars, he's like, yeah, it would be nice to actually uh, like talk to him a little bit more yeah. like, because where I'm situated and where he had to be. And I'm like ah, it's like, that kind of sucks, I guess, because now yeah. you'll see him more when you're all together. But I made the joke to Jesse where I'm like, man, you had Alan Hawk on the show and you know that there's Republic of Doyle and you didn't use him in the same way. Republic of Doyle is. And like, he gave you a good counterpoint. I think Mary Walsh gave me a good counterpoint of like, Hey, like that show has been over for a while. Yes. I'm like, I'm like, I would still like to see it like, you know, in a future <laughs> episode where like, it's a big, even if you did it like for season six or seven, or like, if you hopefully going like, That far instead like you had like an hour And a half for that episode Where it's like hey this case is so Big we had to go back in The history and then look hey we found this guy, and then that becomes, and I'm like, man, that's enticing. Oh, that's um, funny. That's, yeah, that's yeah. an interesting, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. come up with ideas, people yeah. don't use them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I even said to I said I said to Justin because I was like Justin, like he's like, yeah, I try to you know get my when my girlfriend comes down and she wants to see the scene and stuff like that. She, I'm like, well, that's good, but you should try to make like work her into one of the sets or like something where it's like, you know, pretend that she gets abducted and then you're somehow but involved. What if she doesn't want to be, she's not actor, yeah, well, No, exactly. Probably... Right. Right. But I was just like, I was just like, yeah, you, you can tell her no, or if she wants to, but he's like, I will suggest the idea. And I'm like, yeah, but don't tell her it's for me because she will find me and be like, listen, dude.
0: She's like, I just uh, want to go see the sites yeah, and that's yeah, I just, it. Yeah, I don't yeah, need yeah. to be in front of the camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: I want to ask you too, because it's an interesting question that we've asked Justin And I want to ask you as well, but like the working with the dog, because I know that they've said in Justin's case, he was like, it was very interesting. Of course, the dynamic of getting used to the dog I hope it's not spoiling it for like I guess a younger audience who watches it, but it's like you know obviously there's someone there, Sherry I believe that teaches the dog the commands yeah. and stuff. But I I get so enticed, which is good with shows because when you get so invested in the show or so in like watching it, I sometimes forget that it's not um Reardon in, or in this case you know yeah. Hudson that really controls the dog. It's someone yeah. on the side. That's but you're so invested, like man, it's like I wonder if I seen a Hudson out in public will he have Rex? And you're like, Oh wait, he wouldn't because they're two separate things. But how do you find working with, I guess the dog or like that whole dynamic on this show?
0: So this is also another reason why uh, I like, um, the, the change up this year, because I, I, I also historically, I don't, I don't yeah, have very exactly. much with Rex usually. And I do get to work with him more and I definitely get to see more of the stunts, which is a lot of fun. And, you know, it's funny. So, so a couple of things. So a, I mean, Sherry is the mastermind, Sherry and her team, Victoria as yeah. well, who's amazing, but, but, but you know what they get that dog to do. I mean, diesel is I, I joke about this and it's not really a joke, but like I will go in to do ADR and I'll see clips of, you know, scenes that we've shot. And every time I see him do something, I mean, I also love dogs and I'm, you know, super gushy about dogs and kind of soft that way. But every time I see him do something, I just like tear up because I just think he's remarkable. But, but yes, it, it's Sherry who's like behind us calling out commands. I mean, sometimes it's us. You know, yeah. we've developed enough rapport where often, if if Diesel needs to be giving you know myself or Johnny or Justin or either any of us looks, it's it's us kind of off camera calling to him, and we make these. I don't know if anybody's told you this, but we make like funny sounds, and we'll be like Diesel, yeah. Diesel, 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 Diesel. You know, like so so we do partake in it a little bit, but it is it is mostly Sherry and Vic and the team. You know, it's interesting when we first started. I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. We're going to have this dog. I'm going to get a cuddle with him, blah, blah. And it's not like that at all. No, no. Like, Diesel only has eyes for Sherry. And like, really, like he's on set and that dog just traces where, like, his mama is. Wherever Sherry goes, Diesel's only got eyes for her. Now, four seasons in, I, I feel like he's. I mean, I'll speak for myself. I feel like he's warmed up to me. I think I found some like sweet spots in terms of petting him. He really loves to be stroked on his nose. And I feel like ever since I started doing that, he's kind of warmed up to me a bit, but, but really he's just, he's, he loves, he loves Sherry. He loves his, like Sherry is his mama. And so he really is just, (laughs) just wants her, but, but he has like, you know, now I feel like I I can kind of pet him and talk to him a bit and he doesn't like walk away. Like he'll he'll (laughs) tolerate me for a bit. and then But, but, but so, so it is funny because you, you look at guest stars who are like so excited to work with him. And I feel like of anybody, Diesel's probably the most professional, like he is the most, like I come, I do my job I hit my mark and then I go so 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 yeah so it's an interesting dynamic now I will say this also he's so cute because also every season he comes back he his his personality in the same way that like any of us would and any any person would like you can see when he settled into the show a little bit more like there are times where I think it was last season where it was just like he didn't care if you asked him to do something, he'd be like, no, I don't feel like it. And so it would be like that much more work to get, him. but, but it is just that he got bored. He got bored with yeah. certain commands. And so you'd have to like change things up to, to re-engage him. But it was just funny. Cause you know, last year it felt like he had like a little bit of an attitude. And this year that's actually gone this year. He he doesn't have that, that, that but, but it's funny to like, see him come back, like slightly changed each yeah, season.
1: That's, that's the cut clip that people are going to use. It's like, it's like, my, it's like she sure. says he has, yeah, it's like, she says he has a bit of an attitude. And then there's like. It's like now she's not longer on the show. It's like no I know. Hold seriously, holy, oh, What did I say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I think it's interesting because of course I grew up now in the nineties. Like I'm actually I turned like thirty earlier this month, but it's uh you know, watching Earbud and watching like uh Wishbone and yes. seeing those, I'm like I I as a kid you're like, Man, that's so cool. Or as a food and you're like, Man, I wanna have a lemur around teaching me shit (laughs) and then when you when you actually go in behind the scenes and see what like i think it's like the crap is it the crap brothers i believe that had to do um what they had to entail with all that and i'm just like so wait for the most part, you didn't get to work with Sabuma I'm like, man, that's like no, soul crushing. Crazy. Or it's like blues clues, where as a kid, you're like, Man, I want a blue dog, and then it's like, actually, that's a person who drew the dog, and Steve had yes. to do a lot of the stuff. And I'm like, Yes. But well, why are you telling me this? And I'm like I know, it
0: spoils but... everything, hey. It <laughs> yeah, spoils everything.
1: But, but it's nice to I guess when you get older, it's nice to know and then you give it a little bit more of a I guess a tap on the hat or whatever you want to put it as yeah. Okay. Like
0: But I but I will say we do have rapport with diesel. Like there I- yeah. there is is um like when he comes to set like when he shows up for the day he'll make rounds and he'll go and say hello to everybody and like you know you'll see him he'll just walk over to each cast member or different people that he likes and he will give him a pet and then he'll go over to the next person so so you know there there is there is camaraderie there but it's not like we're not all cuddling and petting like <laughs> it's not that
1: i i want to ask you too because i know Again, where I kind of mentioned about like the mobile unit and my relationship with the mobile unit per se. Uh, But I do like the fact that, you know, over the seasons, again, I guess when it's like with, I don't want to put in spoilers or, yeah, because again, I don't know how far events these things are written, but you Mm -hmm. see love interest develop over time and things like that. Like, I noticed with certain seasons or certain scenes, you and John or Hudson kind of you know have scenes where it gets a little bit closer and I notice now in the last few episodes here again where you're working a lot more closer it's like they're trying to get this development where I, I feel like you know if this ends say it's season 11 season 12 and it's like oh by the way these two got married or these two like you know, got engaged. and like, okay, I, I kind of see that coming, but is that like what you think they're trying to build or is it just more or less like, hey, the situation, circumstance where if you're in like, I don't know, a freezer with anybody and it's almost like, god damn, we're going to die in here. It's like, yeah, of course, we'll, we'll cuddle to try to stay alive, but or do you yes. think they're trying to build that?
0: I think there's a thing. I think yeah. there's definitely a thing between Charlie and Sarah. And I think that there are reasons why those feelings aren't acted upon, but yeah. there's definitely a thing between Sarah and Charlie for sure. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can't say too much, but I will Probably say that saying, yeah. this season, it, it has been a very, very, very slow burn. And I, I think for for people who are uh interested in that relationship it, there's I, again I can't say too much but but there there's there's more development this season than yeah. there has been in all three seasons combined
1: because i guess so that's something more, to look we're, we're working to. closer together as well
0: Yeah. And also I think just creatively trying to change things up. Um, we were trying to, you know, you you just have to change up what's going on between them, right? Like we can't sustain uh, this connection, but not having anything happen with it for, you know, or maybe we can, I don't know, but, but it, 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 it's fun to be able to, to play stuff in terms of that relationship now it's it, And it's funny, too, because also when I'm inside of it, um, in the last several seasons, it's it's hard to gauge how that storyline is coming across, right? But every so often, I will, like, you know, just walking with the kids, I'll bump into somebody, and the first thing they ask is, what is happening with Charlie and Sarah? Or yeah, if you yeah. go online and look at things, it's always like, what is happening with those two? And I and I sometimes forget, because, again, it, it's been such a slow burn that, like sometimes we yeah anyway it, it, it's interesting to see how things yeah, translate
1: that that's fair like i know now that you know obviously through doing four seasons here now uh, people have their favorite episodes uh, i mean like obviously people who watch it have a favorite episode or one that they really get drawn to here in newfoundland i believe well I don't know if everyone has it, but I know the FFX channel. I believe we have shows it constantly. Like they'll show like okay. season one repeats season two. Um, oh, wow. Let's put it this way: if there's nothing on TV, my mom will talk to the remote to look at like Huts and Rex, and oh, uh, that's she'll... right, like
0: it's just on all the time.
1: Yeah, but she can find it too because you can like if you have I think it's like Rogers or you can talk to the mic and look it up and you can pick which season you want to watch. So it's kind of interesting in that sense. Uh, but I know there's a few that I like personally, and there's different scenes. Obviously, of course, like for me, I come from very sitcom, very like I like humor, like yeah. I've never really watched action movies or like horror movies, but like there's sometimes that I will sit and watch it and I'll be like, okay, this is enticing. Like you're like, Oh, if I leave now, that's cool. Like, I feel like in friends or a sitcom, you can leave me like, I know how this ends. And yes. I, I should know that like nothing bad is ever really going to happen to Hudson and Rex. Cause there's so more episodes, but like they get themselves in so many tricky stories. Like how are they getting themselves <laughs> out of this one? Because, the one that I will still watch if it comes on Knowing how it ends But I think it's the one where he kind of Gets in a relationship with another Buddy cop and then she ends up Turning on him at the end and then like I, I think oh, it's yeah. Rex Rex leads them into like the, again a whole bunch of Crates and he's like he can sniff out the drugs like
0: Charlotte Sullivan. Yeah, Charlotte he's, like, Sullivan He can sniff out Riffing the drugs Blue and is. then like
1: Boom just as soon as that crate opens yes. It's like they're all and I was like Damn you just got set up so bad but I'm like
0: I actually think that's one episode that I have not seen. I don't think oh, I've really? seen that episode. Yeah, I don't think I've seen oh, that Oh, there you episode. go.
1: I spoiled it for you. I spoiled it. No, I'm kidding. You I mean, there. I knew
0: it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, like, some of those episodes I look back, I'm like, oh, like, that's a really good episode that I'll rewatch. Um, I don't remember who plays this part, or, like, again, I- I'll tune in out. sometimes of coming in during an episode, mm-hmm. but there's, like, this whole, I think it's a badass gentleman who's bald, he's a little bit on the bigger side, and, like is that every few episodes he comes in and Rex just doesn't like him at all. They're after locking him away a few times, but I, I, I mean, I, if I watched it a little bit more, I would know, but I was like, man, like that seems like a developing character. That's supposed to I know be like who you're the anti about. Yeah. Makewits. Yeah. It's, it's, there you go. Uh,
0: the character's makewits. And I can't remember yeah. the actor all of a sudden. But I love
1: like, I love like, I'm sure in real life, because, again, I like that if you play your part so well that you actually hate that person in real life, even though you know that they're probably just nice. That's how I feel. Like, he plays that part so well that I'm like, in real life, I'd still be a little bit like, I, I know you're an actor, but, like, I don't know about this. Yeah. Cause like yeah, there's yeah. parts where he's like, Oh, come over. It's like, come over a uh, dog. I'll give you a scratch behind the ears. I'm like, Oh, you're such, you're such an ass. Like, yeah. Such an ass. But yeah, no, he was very it, good in terms of that. Like, do you particularly have like a favorite episode or a favorite scene with you? Like, I feel like Jesse would say, I didn't like the part where I drowned.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yes, I'm sure I have favorite episodes. I mean, but 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 so there are the episodes that are my favorite because uh, the experience of shooting them yeah, um, of was particularly fun. Or you know, and then there are the ones that I watch that I think are just like as an episode, just all round it 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 works yeah. really well. So so f- again, funnily enough, that episode. I think it was the first episode that started this this season off was one of my favorite episodes in terms of shooting it and in terms of what it looked like. A I just thought everything looked beautiful, like the landscape looked beautiful. I for somebody that, like our wardrobe a, a, against the backdrop of of the trees and the ocean, like everything just looked really stunning. But I also uh, it was our first episode with this new director, Gary Harvey, and with Peter Mitchell's new direction. And it it just the again, the changeup was subtle, but it, it for me it felt impactful in terms of how to how to play the scenes and how to play with the other actors. And that is one of my favorite episodes. Oh gosh. Any any of the episodes that involve Rex, like, so I have the worst memory, and sometimes all of these episodes blur into one for me. The one where Rex was had to give, like, a blood transfusion to his brother... I just thought it was a sweet episode. Like there's some Rex episodes that really particularly kind of got
1: me. The one that I think that really stands out for me now, again, again, I, I come in and out of watching it at pro- points of times when there's a new episode, I'll watch it like in my own time. But mm-hmm. the one that I really think kind of highlights, um, and this is why, again, to defend my mobile unit thing was, yes. uh, like the episode where I believe, and again, I'll, I'll explain it. You might know what people might know it, but it's like the one where I think it's a professor that taught you basically how you became a doctor and he ends up that's tricking you. About, yeah, yes. That's that the one, one that I, I really like Cause it kind I of showed really enjoyed that one. It showed your smarts, showed your insight, showed basically that everything he taught you, you're kind of using against him now in terms of like, Hey, yeah. you didn't think I was that smart. Like I'm yeah. pretty good at this. And I was like, Damn, that actually shows like okay, we're dealing with a smart, like yeah, a smart person. Here. I forgot
0: all about that episode. I mean, I also particularly love that episode because Peter Peter Underbridge, I had worked with on essentially the first show that I ever really like my first real show. So it was really nice to be reunited with him and to catch up with him and, and to get to work with him. You know, um, I really want them to bring him back, but yes, I, have forgotten about that show. And, and also it, it was fun to play because, you know, often you don't get to see very much of Sarah's personal, like you don't get to see much of Sarah outside background. of like, her, like her work. Back. Sarah. Yeah. 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 You know, so it was really nice to be able to play like this personal relationship and th- this thing that, she had history, this other person she had history with, and to play the the, the surprise and the, the upset of her finding out that, that this person that she'd revered wasn't who she thought she was. It, so, yeah. so yes, I forgot about that episode. That, that, was, but that I, was a long I, one to
1: play. I, I did like that episode just because it kind of gives you a little bit of like a crossroads for yourself, yeah, like absolutely. your character of like what do I do here? But yeah. I did think it was kind of interesting. I don't know how well it would, like again, some of the stuff with TV is kind of produced that way, but it's like the fact that he was able to have like fake skin over the, and then for you to figure that out i was like man like I, want, I don't know if that would ever happen in real life but at the same <laughs> time like i'm like that's kind of I'm like that's kind of dope that she knew instantly that hey yeah like you didn't think i caught that like when you said oh i'm just gonna go to the bathroom for a few like come yeah. on that's like one of my favorite ones that kind of sticks out because i mean there's obviously episodes that people have more involvement than others i mean jesse had said in his that and again, for the mobile unit, Jesse's probably one of the ones who, like yourself, probably likes it because there's more to it. There's more engagement. Because for the first few seasons, I guess he's kind of stuck in a computer room where it's almost it's like just he just gets
0: computer a, talk. yeah.
1: It's like he gets he's like he gets a call where it's like, can you look up this for me? And then that's he scene where he does yes. that. And yeah. I think I'm sure if you ask him whether it's love or hate, the one where he actually gets drowned in a pool. I mean, he actually gets to leave he the office. He gets to
0: do something. He gets to do something. Yeah. And you get to say different things and you get yeah. to show your personality as the character yeah. over just, you know, either. But I do. But like or the,
1: the, 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 the catch 22 of obviously like the mobile unit episode. Like, I know yeah. I've said my kind of piece on the first <laughs> episode. I like this one. But yeah. like, <laughs> I, do, I do like though that, like, in time, like you said, you probably grow to like it or grow to adjust to it but i did like how they presented jesse in that in that episode where it's kind of like again with every episode you need something to entice that the good guy to be like okay you know what you actually do have a point like when they're at a bar and the guy's like you know what i know what it's like when the boss doesn't listen to you and you know leading up to that he was pretty much getting told hey don't do that don't do this and i was like all right that gives him a reason to basically kind of trust this guy and then when it turns You know, straight up shoots a guy. And he's like, Yeah, he's like, Who's going to believe you? Because you're going to be dead too. I'm like, Oh shit, like this did not go in his favor. But it still kind of plays to his character where it's kind of like, Hey, he's trying so hard, but he's just making this wrong decision. And then you know, somewhere down the road, it's going to come up a game where it's like, Jesse, stop screwing up, but we love you. But it just plays well. So, I mean, if that's more to the mobile side of things, great. But yep. I still love the kind of setup where you each had your own little identity thing. But...
0: but but you do you do get to see us doing more than just the standard. Like you and and you know I can say this throughout the rest of the season, but like you get to see Jesse doing stuff other than you know on the yeah, computer, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, and he's so great, and and Justin is so great as Jesse, and and it's I, to me it's like it's such a waste not to be able to utilize that. Like I'm so yeah. glad that they've gotten him out because there's so much. More that you can see, like there's so much for him to bring to that character now that he's not tethered to a computer, you know? So, anyway, again, one of these days we'll check back in and I'd be curious to see where you're sitting on the mobile unit.
1: To kind of clue it up, I want to ask you just maybe a few more kind of fun questions here. And again, they're not like it's basically your opinion base, too, but working with these people like have you ever sat down to watch i know you said you don't watch a lot of tv but like Mm -hmm. uh we mentioned this to jesse and if we ever have john on i'd love to mention it to john too but have you ever sat down to watch uh justin kelly in the latest buzz or john in like the movie where he's actually like a (laughs) ex-professional player that now relies on this girl to like basically because i look at that my mom plays that movie a lot when it's on like lifetime or the w network and i'm like that's the guy from hudson rex but i know him from hudson rex now even though that this was an earlier role but i'm like like, yeah. that's so cool. But I even said to Jesse, I'm like, what if I if you guys like revisited your past roles in an episode where it's like, John has that girl come in and be like, Hey, I helped you when you were injured, when you were, pro- when you were next. An and I'd be like, that'd be kind of an interesting twist, but have you ever seen <laughs> um, them like in I'm... other roles than what they play?
0: <laughs> no, no. I mean, oh, part, of part of that is, part. I mean, you, you know, it, it's really funny that you bring that up because just this past week we were joking in the green room between shots about how we should sit down. We should, we should each pick one of the things that we're like the most mortified by in terms of what yeah. we've done. We'll each pick one of the ones that we've, one of the shows that we've done that, that we're just the most embarrassed by and, and we should just sit and, and watch everyone's everyone's pick uh so it's funny that you say that i mean it's never going to happen because we're also so busy and and but, but oh, that love would, to that see would it. but that would be yeah. a fun thing to do but we, but we have definitely talked about it we've definitely yeah. talked about it and i feel we've definitely like i talked feel like about a, the different projects that we've done where we're like i don't know why i feel like that's that. what
1: you should do like as a like i know when they go on like um twitter because obviously the show is Hudson and Rex. People want to see like Rex updates cause he's the dog, but mm-hmm. I would love to see ones mm-hmm. where it's like on Twitter, even if it's like just a five second clip or five minute clip, I should say where it's like, That's Hey, great. it's like, here's John and, uh, Justin and they're going to watch the latest buzz. And then just watching Justin's reaction to like some of the stuff that he said or did on the latest buzz and be like, yes. please yes. turn this off. I'd be like, no, 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 this wait.
0: would be a good John gets this his be a fun thing. We... <laughs> This would be hard to do cuz it's really hard watching yourself on on anything let alone watching yourself suck or do something stupid <laughs> but it would it, but it would be it would be fun.
1: We talk about Mike. I do it all the time. I'm like I watch these podcasts over and over I'm like man, I thought you would it's be strange. getting better with age.
0: It's the worst.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Watching some to be hear like, some like you did, yourself. you did fine. You did fine that interview." I'm like, "Yeah, but look at me." I'm like, <laughs> "Like, did I? Or are you just being nice?" Um, the last kind of question I want to ask, and then we'll do a few plugs at the end mm-hmm. here. But um, what are you more excited, like, most excited about in this season that you've either done so far or that you're looking forward to doing? I know it's kind of like a two-sided question, but take your time.
0: No, I think that's an easy one for me. I, it's going back to what we were talking about before: being able to move. Uh, and again, I, I can't really say too much uh, in terms of details, but there is movement. There is there is um, development in terms of the Charlie Sarah relationship, and being able to finally do something with that. Uh, Is, is so nice. It's so nice. It's so nice because a, I I feel like we owe that to the audience because everybody's been, you know, waiting to see what's happening. And, but, but it also feels nice because again, it's, it's, it's always fun for me to, to reveal some of Sarah's personal side her her person rather than you know her what she is at work you know i and and also because all of that is new to me right like when i i don't know where charlie and sarah going so i'll get a script and i'm like oh okay um exactly so so it's fun for me to to see what's happening with that so so that is what i'm i think the most excited about this season
1: that's gonna do it for this episode of tobin tonight our thanks to Mako win for coming on to the show
0: Remember, you can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment
1: or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob saying, Thanks for listening, and good night. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast,
0: Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana.
1: I'm John Gay from Jag Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Cundell from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts.